Hey guys, I am recording this late at night on Thursday. Just got back from uh, a baseball road trip. An actual leaving the time zone in the year of our Lord 2021 baseball adventure. I spent the past three days in Denver, Colorado, going to see games at Coors Field for the first time. It is the 22nd ballpark crossed off on my list, active, and 35th overall, counting all the ones that have been demolished. What a thrill. What an incredible place. Uh, so the episode I'm going to upload here is a, a brief one that I recorded with good friends Kevin McCaffrey and Adam Mamawala of the Away Games podcast. The three of us ventured out to Colorado. All of us took in Coors Field for the first time. We're going to give our impressions of it uh, after the TWIB theme here. Just wanted to give you a little bit of background that uh, when I got my second vaccine back at uh, the end of April, I thought to myself, two things. First of all, going to Wrigley Field, can't wait. Uh, in retrospect, history not going to hold up so well. Second thing I thought was uh, I get to do an actual baseball road trip again. And that really felt like, oh my God, like that is the hot girl summer of all hot girl summers. And so I wanted to pick a ballpark destination that would be like, this is your treat for making it through the past year and a half. This is what you get after enduring all of this. You get this light at the end of the tunnel, a light called Coors Field. It's phenomenal. I think uh, you're going to hear pretty early on that we're all super enthusiastic and just kind of impressed and blown away by it. Back uh, last year, I recorded an episode with Theo Rabinowitz where we did our top 10 ballparks ranking. And I would say that Coors Field, I haven't quite decided whether or not this is actually going to be the case, but it's pushing Camden Yards for number five in my list. And if you know how much I love Camden Yards, that's huge. So here we go with Three Strikes You're Out, episode number 86, all about Coors Field. Hit the twib theme. two games in Denver. What are what are your like favorite let's go around say like favorite like stadium aspect and favorite moment from the two games. Yeah, uh, stadium aspect the best way I can kind of describe how it feels to watch a game at Coors Field is the first night game was a night game we were up in the upper deck uh, just past first base down the line. So you had kind of the view of the mountain vista in the background and the sunset over the mountains. And for at least three or four innings in the middle of the game, I kept thinking, okay, this is going to be the best time of night to get a baseball sky picture, so take one now, take a close-up of the mountains. Then a half inning later, I go, nope, I was wrong. This is the best time. Here we get, take another pit. And that kept going till about the sixth inning until it finally got dark. So, yeah, Coors Field is the most photogenic ballpark I have been to since San Francisco. It is breathtaking. I yeah. would, yeah. I think it exceeds expectations. I think it, it, like, it looks good on TV, but I think it looks, it, it looks even better in person. And this is a weird thing to be a compliment, but it feels more normal as a stadium than I think. In my head, yeah. Coors is just like crazy Funky and it's and, huge. Yeah. yeah, and it seems it feels like more of a like 
traditional baseball stadium that's not trying to be it's not like doing a Marlins thing you know what I mean right. it's not like we're in the future 1997 <laughs> you know what I mean it's this is it feels like a well done traditional baseball stadium that looks cool it's colorful it's not too much yeah yeah well not that I'm surprised by this but I give you credit Ken for the planning involved because we we sat in the perfect spot mm-hmm. yeah. for an evening game getting to see the sunset yeah. over the you know Rocky Mountains and then uh, yesterday we sat in seats that were like shaded just as the game began. Mm-hmm. It was like 95 degrees yesterday. <laughs> it would have been a nightmare to sit in the sun. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was very nice. I've been to 35 ballparks, so you learn a few things this, along the way. Yeah, this, these are great tips. If you're going to, to see a game at, uh, at Coors, sitting down the first baseline a little bit up, uh, for a night game is perfect, and yes, the, we were, what was it, section 127, or section 134, yeah. uh, row 27. Yeah. For a day game, we recommend that. There's a very nice usher. <laughs> oh, if there were a job that were like a baseball-specific travel agent, I feel like you would knock it out of the My park. My God, hey, yeah, oh. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in terms of, like, best moments, and this kind of goes back to what you are saying about how Coors is constructed, because it's a normal park, but uh, kind of adapted for the thin air, and the walls are pushed back, that means every home run in Coors Field is a bomb. Mm-hmm, yeah. And oddly enough, my favorite moment was that top of the seventh for the Padres in the Tuesday night game, where they were went into it getting shut out by Herman Marquez. And Who then, had diarrhea. Yes. Who yes. had the shits and his... Uh, his manager really put it out there for the, him. So. The, does Manscaped help with that? Is, <laughs> I mean, is this another segue? Yeah, and Manscaped has a spinoff product. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the inning started with Fernando Tatis unloading on one to center, which he tends to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think it was uh, one batter later was uh, Jake Cronenworth. Cronenworth, I'm sorry. Um, crushed one that was not leaving the yard to right center, but hits the base of the wall at just the right angle where it bounced past both defenders and kind of got into that giant outfield no man's land and as soon as it did he got was just past second when you saw the ball bound away like that and as soon as it got to that point you're like I think he can take a shot at this and I you know no skin in this game but I started cheering go 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 Mm -hmm. and as soon as the third base coach started pumping his arm like you get uh you, you, the adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it inside the park home yeah. run. That was my first. Yeah, and inside the park home run, no play at the plate. Like, yeah. it was yeah. just that well-placed, I guess. He had it. It was a, It was also about as clean as an inside the park home run as you're ever going to see because right. it wasn't one of those, like, a guy goes diving for it and it just skips past him or whatever. Right. <clears throat> hit the ball hard off the wall and it took a natural carom, but a good amount. But he hit it so hard, the mm-hmm. ricochet was hard. Right. Uh, and then one batter later, Tommy Pham, Somehow oh upstage Fernando Tatis Tommy, Jr. I, that was going to be the thing I said. Was oh, I'm we, sorry. No, no. That's, I, I can say it right now. This It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Pham, I think that we didn't see, I think Ken was like, uh, I hope one of these is a real course Field-ass game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we had like a pure, we didn't have like a bonkers. We didn't have like a 14 to 12 mm-hmm. game. But. Right. But we did see literally the longest home run hit in Major League Baseball this year. And that's an extremely course Field right. thing. Tommy and arguably Pham. the longest out. From Zander. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And t- yeah, Tommy Pham goes 486 to left field. Yeah. And that was... That was a derby shot. Yes, absolutely. And that was where we were... That was the in the game where we were setting down the first baseline. And you knew it was gone right away, but the angle we were at, it... Like, you almost knew it was so gone from the sound of it. 
And then you just like waited to see it go, and it looked like, well, it can't still be going, and it was, <laughs> and it went over every seat in left field, basically. Yeah, that is a home run that would have humbled Pete Alonso. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean that's like off the scoreboard at Wrigley for sure. Right, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I, I think of Wilson's for like four, yeah. like four eighty four ninety shot. Uh, the one against the Dodgers was four ninety five. I think. Yeah, yeah. Four, yeah, and that was uh, that was up at the top of the scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we Will Myers yesterday hit a couple that were absolutely ripped. I mean, mm. he that's about as hard as you can hit a ball. I, I would like to know the the exit below on those, but uh, yeah, it was a great uh, it was a great series, mm-hmm. a great couple of games. Really, I mean, the Padres and Reds have to be kicking themselves right now. The Reds lose two to the Cubs. The Padres just lost six of seven yeah. to the D-backs and Rockies. Oof. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about as bad as it gets. That's really bad. You know, the Padres have that feel of a team that came into the year with all those expectations and had been fulfilling them for the most part, but also kind of slowly taking on water. And now it's still middle of August and it's panic time. And it, this feels like something that could really break bad if they don't turn things around in the next couple of weeks. It really, it really does feel like someone who started a race too fast. Kind of right. like they really burned a lot of energy early. And now, and meanwhile, the Giants are... Mm-hmm. Quietly putting up, you know, four to two win after four to two win. <laughs> Signing Arietta is not a good sign for you. No, no, yeah, it's it, which it seems logically that would be the case, and that holds up. And, uh, and now and Arietta's hurt, so that might have. But we may have seen the entire Jake Arietta career. Mm. But uh, the signing of Jake Arietta that the Padres did saved the Cubs about one hundred twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> so Marcus Stroman next year, anybody? <laughs> Um, I think that means that AJ Preller is Tom Ricketts' choice for MVP of this season. <laughs> He's going to get a vote. Going to get the Tapera vote <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah, and uh, the—I mean, so I guess parting thoughts. Any any food wreck? Anything? Did anything really do it for you at uh, Coors Field? Jackalope sausage and strawberries and bananas with chocolate on a stick. Oh boy. Great. I don't think I have a better food comp than that. Adam hated his nachos. I really didn't like the nachos. Don't <laughs> recommend the nachos, especially if uh, if the person serving it to you will not stop bugging you about tipping him. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy who seems like he is maybe, I was going to say got out of jail today, but I think he's just like on a smoke break from jail working at this thing. <laughs> just this grizzled fucker at the nacho stand. You, he asks you what you want on it. You tell him, he's like, we're not supposed to do that, but I will. <laughs> and then he's going to tip me. Yeah. And, and then, then he, you check out, and he's like, and that'll be $9 plus tip. It's like, that's not how this works. No. And also, people pay with credit cards. <laughs> like, they didn't You're not allowed to not pay with credit cards. <laughs> yeah, there's a bizarre character there. Everyone else at Coors, uh, Coors exceedingly nice, yes. I would say. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a nice ballpark experience. It felt very much like being at, like, a Midwestern ballpark where you're like, do you want something from me? Why are you being so nice? <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was... It was it was good. I don't think I have anything other. I got a weird like pretzel stick. That mm-hmm. was fine. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I'm getting emotional to talk about the pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I thought the. Yeah, I got a. What was it like a bacon cheddar broth, something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's a that's a that's a good amount of information that we've given people for Coors Field. Get a nice banquet this, beer. I mean, yeah. if if Coors goes the way of Miller Park, like becoming AmFam, we'll find some sh- shitty, uh, you know, 
I don't know, Salino and Barnes Stadium or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And if you like randomly seeing a bunch of Cubs jerseys at a series that involves the Cubs, not at all, Coors Field is the place to be. We saw a Junior Lake jersey. <laughs> a man had a Junior Lake jersey out here. There were a lot of Cubs fans here, and uh, and so that was that was nice to see. It was a lot of people, I think, doing the same thing. And it seems like Denver just has a lot of Cubs fans. Yeah, I mean, too. that goes back to WGN and probably like the 70s and 80s and mm-hmm. Harry Carey and Jack Brickhouse building up the fan base. So. Yeah. Um, well, any any other Cubs Cubs news or thoughts that we missed uh, over the last week that we got that we want to get in before we say goodbye to these fine folks on our road trip hotel <laughs> lo- uh, episode here? I don't think I have anything. We are one day closer to the end of the season, so <laughs> hooray! Hell yeah! Thanks for listening, everybody. Go to Manscaped. Use that promo code Away Games for twenty percent off. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Away Games Pod. And, uh, yeah, I guess Adam and I will catch you next week talking about whatever happens. Follow Ken Schultz. Follow Ken Schultz. At Ken Schultz underscore Twitter. At Ken Finn Guy Instagram. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.